Today is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. This is the Link and KY Daily Headlines podcast. I'm Matt Spalding, and these are the stories we are following today. Kentucky's Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee to seek public input at town hall meetings, reported on by Mark Payne. Kentucky's Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee met for the first time Monday. The meeting detailed the members of the committee, the agenda, and the town hall-style meetings the committee plans to conduct across the Commonwealth. Polling suggests 90% of Kentucky adults support legalizing medical cannabis, while, at the same time, far too many in our state who could benefit from it are suffering, Governor Andy Bashir said in a statement last week after suggesting he would take some type of executive order in April when the legislature failed to act on medical cannabis. The committee is chaired by Secretary of the Justice and Public Safety Cabinet, Carrie Harvey, and the Secretary of Public Protection Cabinet, Ray Perry. The main purpose of this is we're seeking public input through a series of town hall visits, and we've also created a website, Perry said. As of this morning, the website, which went live last Friday, has 738 comments, Perry said. 728 are in support of this. The committee includes members with relevant experience regarding drug use, including opioid use disorder and addiction. He also chose those familiar with advocating for medical marijuana, along with law enforcement and those in the field of criminal justice. This is not about recreational marijuana, Perry said, noting that medical and recreational cannabis issues are separate. What this is about is exploring whether there is a safe and effective way to alleviate the suffering of a lot of our fellow citizens. One of the committee members is Northern Kentucky University law professor Alex Crete, who created the Chase Center on Addiction Law and Policy in 2020 at the Chase College of Law. He is an expert on illegal drugs and marijuana law and was on the San Diego Medical Marijuana Task Force. I'm honored to have been appointed to the committee, and I look forward to serving on it, Crete said to Link NKY last week. Each committee member introduced themselves before the committee chairs detailed the first two meetings. There will be four town hall-style meetings around the state, with one in the north, south, east, and west. The first is scheduled for July 6th at the University of Pikeville in eastern Kentucky. The second is July 19th at the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet in Frankfurt. The other meetings will be scheduled at a later date. U.S. Senate Committee Names Dry Ridge Cafe Business of the Week, reported on by Link NKY's staff. Beans Cafe and Bakery in Dry Ridge was recognized last week as Business of the Week by the U.S. Senate Committee on Small Business and Entrepreneurship. Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, the ranking member on the committee, selected Beans. Mr. President, as ranking member on the Senate Committee on Small Business and Entrepreneurship, each week I recognize an outstanding Kentucky small business that exemplifies the American entrepreneurial spirit, Paul said. This week, it is my privilege to recognize Beans Cafe and Bakery of Dry Ridge, Kentucky, as the Senate Small Business of the Week. According to the Senate Committee's website, each week a member of the Senate honors a small business from their home state. Paul referenced owner Richard Hayhoe's story. Heho and his wife moved to northern Kentucky from Canada in 2010 and had no intention to open a cafe. In 2011, Heho saw a struggling donut shop with a big for sale sign posted and decided to act. Beans Cafe and Bakery was born. Opened in late 2011, Beans Cafe and Bakery offers some of the finest confections available in Kentucky, Paul said. Between fresh donuts, muffins, and a variety of other pastries, customers are not left wanting as his store provides just about any morning pick-me-up one could hope for. Beans defied orders of Governor Andy Bashir during efforts to mitigate the spread of COVID-19, continuing to host indoor dining in 2020. Its food license was taken for a period and criminal charges were filed. Later, the license was returned and the charges were dropped. 
We have received many emails and requests from others that appreciate our standing up against the business suffocating dictates coming from Governor Andy Bashir's office, the restaurant's GoFundMe request said at the time. Beginning Friday, November 20th at 5 p.m., our indoor dining room was no longer allowed to be used to eat in. I could, however, purchase tents, heating equipment, and lighting, and simply seat people outside. The irony of seating people inside a tent that is outside is not lost on the common sense of regular thinking, but that is the ridiculousness of the rules we must follow. The GoFundMe was used to raise funds for the restaurant's legal fees, and they were defended by local attorney Chris Weist. When addressing COVID-19, action is unpopular, but inaction is deadly, said Governor Bashir at the time to link NKY's context partner, Lex18. It is time to do what it takes to finish this fight. Five from NKY selected for statewide leadership course, reported on by Link NKY staff. This story has been corrected from an earlier version that only included three people from Northern Kentucky. Five are part of the program. The updated information is below. Link NKY regrets the error. Five Northern Kentucky professionals have been named to the 2022 Class of Leadership Northern Kentucky. The month-long program takes participants around the state to expand opportunities and resources for the organizations they represent. Among the participants is Thomas More University President Joseph Cello. Joining him are Kim Webb, Executive Director of the Emergency Shelter of Northern Kentucky, Jason Wessel of St. Elizabeth Healthcare, Wayne Hereford, a mental health counselor from Campbell County, and Lakeisha Miller, representing Kenton County and the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. The Leadership Kentucky Foundation is a nonprofit organization formed in 1984 to bring together a broad range of leaders in the state. The class of 51 individuals will meet once a month in three-day sessions from June through December, covering topics in leadership, economic development, natural resources, the arts, and tourism. Cello said the program will give Thomas More an opportunity to strengthen ties with Kentucky communities and businesses while allowing us to contribute our knowledge and expertise to a collective that ensures innovation in the Commonwealth. Celebrating Juneteenth, $200,000 in grants available for black artists, reported on by the Link NKY staff. In celebration of Juneteenth, a local organization dedicated to supporting the arts is making nearly $200,000 in funds available for African-American-led art. ArtsWave, which supports the Cincinnati region's arts, announced the round of funding to support African-American arts organizations, as well as plans for its second annual Artist Showcase, part of the Black and Brown Artists Grants Program, in a recent press release. ArtsWave's African-American Arts Grants Program, known as the Circle's African-American Arts Grants Program, is open as of June 20th. The program is designed to strengthen the capacity and sustainability of arts organizations led by or predominantly serving black Cincinnatians, according to the press release. ArtsWave's donor group of African-American philanthropic leaders, The Circle, helps to fund these grants through their donations to the ArtsWave campaign. Now, in its third year, the program has invested more than $400,000 in nearly 30 black-led organizations. Applications for this funding round will be accepted through July 29th at artswave.org apply. Recipients will be announced in September. In the meantime, exhibitions, showcases, and performance events in film, dance, music, and more will take place in the ArtsWave's Truth and Inspiration Artist Showcase. The showcase is scheduled for July 15th through 17th and features 22 projects from local artists. The showcase will be at the Cincinnati Art Museum, the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center, and the Cincinnati Museum Center. 
With these investments, thanks to donors and partners, ArtsWave has established the largest annual grants program dedicated to black and brown artists and cultural organizations in the Cincinnati region, according to the press statement. More information is available at artswave.org. And those are the headlines we're following for Wednesday, June 22, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Please subscribe and tell a friend. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, visit LinkNKY.com.